Okay, so um, if you have a Bible, you can turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Um, so last week, we've been talking the last few weeks about being a gifted church. Um, we, just like uh, a, a gifted musician might be identified as a gifted musician or a gifted sportsman might be identified as a gifted sportsman I believe God wants us and every church really not just us but um, because um, sorry what 1st Corinthians 14 it's on page 1154 in the church uh, greeny bibles yeah. Uh, there you go they must have just shrunk a church bible and put it into a pink cover for you <laughs> Some things are just so exciting. Um, so we are, yeah, God wants us to be a gifted church because he wants to show his glory in us. Um, and in making disciples, which is another thing we're all about, you know, uh, we want to be gifted at that and gifted in the things that, that God allows us to, uh, to so, that, so that he would be seen in us. So that's what we're talking about. And last week we talked about asking God boldly in prayer for for things and to be really bold and so I'm just going to ask actually has anyone this week asked boldly for anything um, and received or do I need to preach last week's message again yeah should, should I do that yeah I'm in flow now you see uh, well I tell you I, so I Louise and I were talking and um, we were talking about how God gets your attention and, and, and we'd had these things and, and I was actually challenged by Rose actually last week as well last week when Rose I, I asked has anyone asked for anything bold and she said yes I asked for my neighbour to borrow his car <laughs> and then I said what happened and he said no <laughs> so anyway so we were in a situation on um, Thursday I think it was yeah Thursday um, Abby has a piano lesson in Shepparton and Ella has a history lesson at home on, an online history lesson um, and so I, my mum had taken Abby to the piano lesson and I was with Ella because uh, Louise was working. So my mum then left uh, Abby at the piano lesson. I'm stuck in Adelston without a car. Louise then got stuck on the M25. There was an accident and it just literally got shut down and she's calling me saying, I don't think I'm going to get there for six. Can you just tell the piano teacher might be a bit late? Anyway, a bit late turned into like, you know, when Google Maps goes from... <laughs> yellow to red as in and then there's like a like a no entry sign on and it's like okay she's never going to get there so she said well you're going to have to put into practice what you preached on Sunday and I said oh she's going boldly ask somebody for a car so I'm like okay who do I know well enough (laughs) who do I know well enough chicken (laughs) I I thought who do I know well enough and who's close enough for me to get a car so I phoned up Ben um, you know uh, the Baptist church because I thought I can get there in five minutes and then I can can get off Um, he didn't pick up then I phoned Keith because he's the next nearest. Because and then I know because and that's not even really asking in faith because you ask Keith and it's not asking in faith. It's just you know he'll do it anyway and he'll probably just go and get Abby. Even but he didn't pick up, so I'm like, oh no. He was driving. He was driving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's be, let's be clear about this. It's not that Keith was ignoring me because he would and he actually yeah. did text me back straight away. Then I thought, well, the how are the next people I know that have a car? But they're like by the time either they get to me or I get to them, it's just going to be quite a long time to make this happen. So I kind of like. And I thought, okay, there's some neighbours that I know. They've only been in our road about a year, so we kind of know them. They go to the Baptist church, and I just thought, yes, yeah, there's some Joe and Nadia. And I, um, and I, I thought, okay, 
I'm just going to be bold. I'm going to phone him up and I'll say, can I borrow your car? And I did. And they said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and Keith, and I told Keith this yesterday, he said, did they ask for insurance? <laughs> no, no, they didn't ask for insurance. So I just got in their car and I managed to get Abby. We were a bit late, but I managed to get Abby and um, Ella made her own dinner and it all worked out in the wash. Um, but it was a challenge to me. Are we willing to ask God like that? To have a dream? To have a word of prophecy for someone? To have a, a gift of healing? To have a gift of faith? Or to have some of these other things that are listed here in, in the scriptures? Um, and to go beyond where we are and say, okay, I want to press into God and I want to know more of God. Because what does God say? Jesus said, ask boldly because the Father will not withhold the Holy Spirit for those who ask. And we're going, yeah, but maybe for me though, because I'm only little old me. It's how we tend to think. But I think Jesus, keep pushing us. Keep asking audaciously. Keep exercising that faith. Boldly push into that inheritance. If you read the story of the prodigal son, you know that story where there's the, 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 the bad boy who says to his father, give me my inheritance, even though dad's still alive. And he, and he takes the inheritance and he runs off and he does all that stuff and then he comes back. But at the end of the story, you've got the older brother who's kind of like a bit kind of, why have you never done anything for me kind of attitude. And um, God says, or the father says, everything I have is always yours. And it's almost like the younger brother, the one thing he got right to start with, give me my inheritance, was actually it's okay. That was, that was the right, what he did with it was not so okay, but to ask God and say, I just need everything that is owed to me, is all right. Not that God owes us anything, but he wants to give us so many good things. So we can be a gifted church. Um, yeah, okay. So I'm um, going to talk a little bit about uh, um, spiritual gifts today. Um, and going to look just one verse here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 which is a letter written by Paul, and it kind of follows on from what we were looking at last week, which was to, to ask boldly. But it says here in the first verse there of 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Okay? Um, in short, desire, seek after, apprehend, boldly take hold of whatever we just said earlier. I still now have forgotten it again. Aggressively, forcibly take hold of the things that God has given to us so that we can be a gifted church. Um, and it says here particularly, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Now, what are spiritual gifts? Well, spiritual gifts, is a, there's a, a word in the Greek here which is used for this This term spiritual gifts which is charisms where we get the word charismatic from I think um, and charisms are gifts given by the Holy Spirit they are things that only God can do okay there's, there's, there's a few things I can do I can play the piano alright I can do that that's my skill and I can play the tuba I can do that that's my skill okay but there are these things aren't talking about things that we can do they're talking about things that we can't things we can't do not, and that's not, I'm not talking about you playing the piano if you can't play the piano. I mean, maybe that could, could happen by the Spirit. But we're talking about things like, I can't heal cancer, right? Yes. Thank you. 
Yes, someone's realising I'm not superhuman, thank you. I can't do that, you know. I can't just go and go, pow, that's going to happen. But the Holy Spirit can through me. Okay? I can't um, know someone's inner thoughts. You know, I don't know what you're thinking. But the Holy Spirit does. And he could give me the gift of knowledge or discernment to know those things. I can't multiply food. Louise is a very good cook, okay? Uh, and I, I can cook all right when she lets me in the kitchen. You know, I'm all right. I can do that. I can make a meal and it'll be edible, all right? Um, but I can't multiply food. But through the Holy Spirit, five loaves, a cup of fish, will be all right. Okay? So the gifts of the Spirit are things that not things that I can do. I could make you a meal out of five loaves and, five, and two fish, but it would, would only feed, you know, a family. But with, with the Holy Spirit, these gifts um, enable 5,000 to be fed. Okay? Now, so these are things, and to what we're talking about are things that we can't do ourselves. These are things that are supernatural. They're, they're, I'm not talking about just things that we are good at doing or get really good at doing. Okay? So there's a difference. There's things that, are, that we can't do in our own ability. Um, so we can't do these things. I, I don't suggest you try and do any of those things on your own, but... I do suggest you pray to God and say, Lord, I want to experience some of this stuff. So Brian, in a sense, has asked that. You know, I want to, to, get, to have, a, have a dream. Not just a dream, <laughs> you know, where you, you wake up and you think, what was that? But actually something where God speaks to you and, and, it, <coughs> and it speaks to someone else because there's, there's knowledge that God is giving you or wisdom that God is giving you to that person through the dream. Okay, does that make sense? Um, now... If we look here um, in, in scriptures and, and we'll look at this, we, we can all operate in, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you would say, but, oh, but I know me. But actually, none of us are worthy for this, by the way. Okay, I'm not. None of us are. Uh, none of us are good enough to, 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 to receive this grace. Um, but God is gracious. And that's the good news, isn't it? That's on the same, you know, none of us need, deserve forgiveness, but God gives it to us. None of us deserves a new life, but God gives it to us. And the same with this. Um, we receive forgiveness by his grace uh, and through Jesus. And through Jesus, we can ask for the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus encourages us to do that. Um, so I want to, from the, from the start, sort of say this isn't just an advanced course for advanced Christians. You know, this isn't like... Uh, and I think sometimes we look at it, it's like, well, when I get good enough as a Christian, then I'll ask for the Holy Spirit, and then we can really start moving. This is something, if you look at the church, it was like, day one, what did Jesus say? Wait for the Spirit. Who is he talking to? The beginner Christians, like they've got L plates on. They're still going, like, oh, you're going? You're going to leave us to do this on our own? You can just imagine. You know, you read through the, New T the, the Gospels, and you think, would Jesus... Was it really time for him to go, looking at the disciples and how they got things so wrong nearly all the time? Would you have entrusted your inheritance, if you like, to these 12 buffoons, as they sometimes come across in the New Testament? Well, Jesus did, because he said, well, the other thing you're going to need is the Holy Spirit. And you will just need the Holy Spirit continually. So this isn't something for, for just advanced Christians. This is for every Christian from new birth onwards. So if you are a, a Christian and you've been a Christian 40 years, you need the Spirit. If you've been a, a, a Christian 40 minutes, you need the Spirit. 
just the same as the person for 40 years because it's all the same thing. Um, now, I started reading in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. If you know anything about 1 Corinthians, there are two key chapters here. Well, three really. Chapters 12, 13 and 14 all talk about the spiritual gifts thing. Talk about the Holy Spirit and really unpack quite a few different things. And so we're going to be dipping out in and out of that um, today. And I'm not quite sure over the next few weeks or something. Um, so if you want to turn back a page uh, to chapter 12... That tells us a little bit about these spiritual gifts, and I'll just read this to you. Having said, I'm only going to read one verse. We're going to read six more now. Um, Now it says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Okay, so there's different gifts, but the same Spirit. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, the same God. So we're going to look at some of these, these gifts, the variety of things as we go along. But the first thing to learn is that these things work out differently in different people. Okay? So we may see somebody operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And the thing we don't want to do is just copy them. Um, that's not to say that we can't do the same things as them. But it, we're not, it's not about just doing the same thing. Because there are a variety of things. And God works different things in different ways. So... That's okay. So some people might get dreams. Some people might get visions. Some people might um, have audible voices. Some people just might get a real sensation. And we'll talk about how these things come to us. But some people just might get a real urge. I was talking to somebody. In fact, I remember Julia Coward. Do you remember her? She used to, yeah. come, to come here. and I remember there would be times when she would just say, I just can't not say this. Yeah? And she would just have this kind of like, it just starts to well up. And, and, and so that's how it went for her but some of us just have this very calm I just need to say this now <laughs> you know and that's the spirit but it works differently in different people okay so don't, don't feel as though just because you don't do it like me or like somebody else then things aren't working um, but the key thing is God works all of these things in all people where does it say that? somewhere towards the end there right at the end of verse 6 in all of them God uh, sorry, the different working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So, in all of the things and in everyone, are you everyone? Think to yourself: Am I part of everyone? Yeah. Let's just—I you know, know that's a little bit strange question, but some of you are looking really puzzled now. But if if I, I, some people may not think they fit in, but if I'd say everyone here, are you part of that? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, good, good. So that means God can work and wants to work all these things in everyone here and everyone in our church um, it's not just for a few people and I remember actually thinking you know a few weeks back we had a prayer meeting and Daniel said we, we talked about this and Daniel said sorry to quote you you know I didn't ask permission I hope this isn't copyrighted but you know I read this and I think well if God is saying this then we should expect in a church like ours we would see these different gifts being expressed and being revealed amongst us and he said, I'm not quite sure whether I see that. And I would agree, you know, maybe we need to grow in that. So that's what we're talking about. Eagerly desire that. 
So it says, going back to that first verse I read, verse 14, chapter 14, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Now, prophecy is a funny one, because if you go through the New Testament and you read, there are a number of places where gifts of the Spirit are listed, or gifts from the Spirit, and prophecy is always there. In fact, prophecy is nearly always top of the list, if not second at the top of the list. Prophecy is this kind of gift that, and, and it says here, go after spiritual gifts, but especially prophecy. Um, and I wonder why that is. Um, I think quite possibly it is the way in which the other gifts are then allowed to flow. But I don't know, I'm speculating. So I'm wondering, just as a little sort of thought now, thought exercise, could you turn to your neighbour and tell them, okay, if you could go forwards or backwards in time and or space, okay, where would you go? That involves some conversation. Oh, no, you've got to think. Where would you go? If you could go time travel... And if, if you could go there, can you imagine yourself there and can you give some kind of description of what it would be like? Okay, so who wants to tell me where they want to go? Yeah. Go on then, where would you go? I would like to go back to the first flight of the Wright Brothers. What a surprise. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine yourself there? Yeah, I think I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seeing this, this weird um, machine with yeah. covered, in, covered in cloth yeah. and with two fans on the front. Yeah. Yes, because that's what you, your friend, you would have no frame of reference for an airplane, would you? You'd just think, what is that thing? Yeah. What have they done? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that's cool. That doesn't surprise me, but I, could, I, would, I, would, I have to say, I would come with you, Keith. You know, not only because I enjoy the airplane, but I enjoy you watching the airplane, because there would be a double whammy for me. That would be brilliant. Anyone else? Cheryl, where would you go? Um, I'd uh, go back to uh, my uh, uh, the, the time I visited my uncle, and I was very little. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a chicken farm. Woodstock. What, the original one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And, and can you imagine yourself? Tell me. I think I can. <laughs> okay, do we not need to go any further with that? <laughs> I won't ask what, you know. No, yeah, okay. Anyone else? One final one. Go on, Wendy, where would you go? I would go 
to the I'd go on a spaceship oh. a bit further in time and so I could look at the Earth from the yeah. Okay, further in a, ahead in time, like in, yeah, in time. go on. How many years? How many years? Well, however long it would take to say about another fifty, seventy years. Wow. Okay. So I could see what's God created. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is good. I want us to think about prophecy in this way, and I'm going to credit. This is how Damien talked about it last week at a conference I was at. If you know, if you've ever heard Damien speak. Um, so I'm giving credit to him on this because I thought it was just a really good and helpful way. Prophecy is like time travel. Okay? Um, now, if we can go up the... We, did we manage to get this? Quite oh, amazing. Okay, so if we imagine that this is time, okay? You've got the beginning and the end, all right? So, the, the, um, and, and that line is, is time. Okay, then everything... So, so time, the line of time from beginning to end, all of that is inside... If you don't mind pressing the button inside God okay so it's, it's all inside God it's not outside God time is inside God yeah which is a bit of a kind of kind of thing but actually when you think about it God is big and he's eternal so actually time is actually something that's inside him if we carry on so that means he can look at time from pretty much well any, anywhere he wants so he can see things right at the beginning right now he can look at it just as I can sort of look at my legs. You know, there they are. God can look at the beginning of time. I can sort of look at my arm, so God can look at the Middle Ages, and any place as well, not just any time. And so God can do what, God's currently doing what Wendy wanted to do, and he's already there. He's already looking at the earth in 70 years' time, or whenever you said, and, and he's doing exactly what Wendy just described. He's already doing, at this moment, doing what Shell described. He's looking at those chickens, and... Um, He's enjoying... I mean, this is so... Oh, isn't, oh, you feel jealous for God now. He's, he's at Woodstock, and he's actually with the Wright brothers as they made this aeroplane. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah? And so when we um, ask for gifts of the Spirit, we're asking God, can you take me to a time or a place where I can see what you're seeing, and then I'm just going to bring it back? Yeah, so that's kind of like um, God is allowing us by the Spirit to go to a place and and to see something, and He's revealing this. By the way, it's not something we just kind of, you know, we can just see what we want, but He will show us what He needs to show us, and then we bring it back and, and we can speak it out. There's a psalm you know, because everything, all everything, is inside God, so we can see it. He knows it, uh, and 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 He will. He, will, he can tell us what he wants to tell us about it. There's a, in the Psalms it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I'd call that Woodstock. Maybe this is the difference. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sure it's great. Um, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I set on the far side of the sea, even your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Basically, everything is inside of God and he knows and he sees all. And so prophecy, the gift of prophecy, is just God showing us what he sees by his grace for his purpose. So it may be journeying forward in time and saying, and God saying, this is going to happen. 
this is going to happen. Or he may take us to another place and he may say, in this place, this will happen. That will happen. And so this isn't something I could do myself, by the way. All right? I'd love to come with Wendy, actually, and look at the world. You know, put me as a place. But I can't actually go there now. Can't do that. But in God, through his divine grace, that is possible. Now, that may sound weird. Does that sound weird to anyone? Well, it should do weird. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird in a sense. You know, it's like, it's a bit... It's out of our, like, ordered, mental, cerebral kind of way that we have been brought up. Absolutely. If I need to know something about Brownie, I need to ask her about it. Yeah, that's... That's the way the world works. But, as we just demonstrated the other day, I mean, Graham prayed before the last service, and he's had a, a word of... A word for the guy who visiting us. And we heard a testimony from last week when Charmaine, if you weren't here last week, you've got, to, you've got to hear about this testimony where Cherry had prayed a year ago and got a whole load of things, even with the name Gavin involved. And, and, and Charmaine said, all of these things, God spoke to, to her through, knowing in advance that she had something to do. Because God had gone ahead, God was seeing ahead. Cherry had asked... Give me a word, not necessarily for Charmaine, but Charmaine had this thing and, and, and God spoke and, and, and saw ahead. Now, that is a bit weird in, in the world we live, but that's not weird in God. Just want to, that's how, how he is. Um, so, why do we do this? There's just, I'm going to whistle this because I realise time's pushing on. But uh, verse 3 of chapter f- uh, 14 here, it says, why do we, why do we prophesy? So that one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Okay? This is good for us. It is really, really encouraging when somebody comes up to you and they know, you know that they're speaking to your life. And it, it is encouraging. It is comforting. It's strengthening. I think all of those things would apply to Charmaine's testimony from last week. This guy that Graham spoke to, he says he's going to come back. He was John and Rose's visitor. He's going to come back and, and tell us about it. So we'll see. We'll see what, what happens with that. Um, and, and in, later on in the chapter it says, for those who don't believe, in verse 25 it says, um, if an unbeliever comes in and he hears everyone prophesying, he was convinced in, of his sin and brought under judgment. As the secrets of his heart are laid bare, and so he'll fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. See, when people who don't believe encounter that God is speaking to them and knows something about them, because I've been in situations where people start saying, you know, like, they really know things about people. And they go, well, how do you know that? Well, God showed me. Then people kind of like, okay, God is real. Because we live in a world, I think somebody prayed out earlier, you know, that people don't believe God is even real. So when he shows up and, and speaks in this way, then, um, yeah, people say, okay, we're going to start listening now. Um, okay, so how do we go about this? I'm just thinking we're running out of time, so I don't want to, don't want to miss my lunch. No, no, let's give room for the Spirit. Um, I think, you know, we need to pray. We need to ask. We need to be expectant. We need to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Uh, we need to desire this but we need to be confident in God's grace okay and we're not doing this so that we can say look at me look how spiritual I am we're doing this because I, I want to get a word for somebody in this church so that they are comforted and so that they are strengthened not because so then you think wow Richard's a great prophet 
okay? I want to see you strengthened and encouraged, yeah? I mean, don't you want that for one another? Yeah? So, so why don't we pray for God and say, well, what, is, there a, is there something that would, would encourage people in this church today? Okay, and, and really go after that. And it may be, again, and particularly when we have visitors come in for our meal, there may be people there, and as I think was demonstrated at the ladies' meeting yesterday, and, uh, you know, that, that, that they need to hear something from God. Need to hear something from God. Um, so, the different gifts, different, different kinds of service, different kind of working. I just want to give you some examples, because I asked a few friends who I know here from God, and, and I asked them, how does it happen for you? Because the, you, this may sound a bit kind of like, oh, how does this work? Um, so I'm just going to give you a few examples, and then we're going to just pray and maybe just see what God does, and then we're going to have lunch. Okay, so now I've got a friend, Sareka. I don't know if you've ever met Sareka. He's my pastor of my previous church. He's a Sri Lankan, Sri Lankan guy. And I asked him this question, you know, how, what happens when you hear from God? How, how does it happen? And he said he'd heard an audible voice once. He literally heard an audible voice once. But he said that's very unusual in his experience. He says, I, have, um, I see pictures and I have impressions of things. And then he says, sometimes I get specific words just come into my heart or into my mind, just a word, and it's really impressed upon it, just one word. And then he said, actually, sometimes when I start to write that down, then a prophecy floats. Okay? I find that actually when I'm writing my sermons... I'm just sitting here in my office, kind of thinking, if you will go, to go past the window, maybe Keith's done this, and I'm kind of just looking aimlessly or picking my nose or something. And um, it's not until I actually start writing it does it start to flow. Yeah? And I think prophecy can be in that way. So you might have a word. So start to write it or start to pray it and see what happens. Um, I've got another friend, Stan, who some of you have met, Stan and Cammy. They came over, oh goodness, that was a long time ago now, but they have been here. Um, and he also said, I've heard an audible voice once or twice, um, but more for him, hearing God's voice is this calm sense of direction. Right? Maybe he's, I don't know, it doesn't come across as anxious, but he has this sense that this is God because there's this just calmness that comes on him. Um, <coughs> He also, uh, and this is good, he makes sure that things like what he, he's sensing lines up with scripture. So another way to be good at pro- so to the ground prophecy is know your scriptures. As you know the scriptures, you know that you'll be speaking in line with that or not in line with that. Um, but he says he often has um, dreams. Um, and, uh, and, and so I would encourage you. I've just recently, I've just started having some dreams I've been, because I've been asking this. And then I've suddenly realised, oh, this is kind of, is this going together? But I've had dreams, I don't normally remember my dreams, but there have been a couple of things now where God's just, I think, just caught my attention in a dream. I think, oh, I'm remembering that, first of all, and that is speaking to me, or then in the case that I share with Brian, he's somebody else. So that's my friend Stan. Alan, who was here last year, um, he says, I receive prophecies a number of ways, in dreams, he said, but he was very specific. In dreams that are very vivid, I remember them exactly when I awaken. And, um, and then those things are confirmed in events that follow. So uh, he says, sometimes I get uh, pictures. That, um, now, if you get a picture, you can go deeper with that. I know some of us get pictures, but ask God. So it's like Isabel had this vision. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, what's this all about? And then today you felt like there was a meaning to that. So I think we can, if we get a picture, 
sometimes you know in my old church people say oh, I have a vision of a cheese <laughs> an umbrella and a beach ball and you think okay and they just leave it at that and it's like okay well what do we do that I think we need to ask God okay well what does this mean <laughs> and then trust him that either some him you or somebody else will get a sort of meaning of those things so he's he's um gets those things uh again he said sometimes i've been praying and as i've been praying that prayer that one word that i get in prayer then starts to turn into something so it's the same kind of thing as writing it down start saying with something and, and keep going with it uh, and then finally um my friend zhuja who's um you know, Ishtin Zhuzhi, my friends from over in Chertsey, they're part of Damien's community. Uh, and she says um, she gets impressions or feelings. Um, but, and I think this is key, she says, I ask God specific questions. Like, the person I need to be speaking to, show me the colour of their eyes. And then she says, if I get a, an, an image of my sister in my mind, then I know I'm looking for somebody with blue eyes. I thought, ah, oh, that's just really helpful. Isn't it? To ask God specific questions you know um, so that we can just say okay God speak to me and he will speak to you in, now if I got an image of Jesus' sister in my mind I have no idea what she looks like <laughs> you know so no good to me so there's God working different things in different people okay this is all making sense yes. okay alright good otherwise we need a gift of interpretation and that's another, another thing but um, who's up for trying this Two people. Yeah. I We share those in a second. I think that no, that would definitely need to do that. Definitely need to do that because. Um, um, okay, I tell. You, I, I was I was thinking about this. How can we do this in a non-scary way? Because if I say, "Can you prophesy?" Let's all prophesy for Keith. I'm picking on Keith again. Everyone go. Oh no! Then I've got to. You know, I've got to hear something for Keith. You know, and it, if it's wrong, I'll be embarrassed. And if I find out something about his, uh, you know, something, and, and he's, that's embarrassed. So I thought to ourselves, why don't we? just spend a few minutes we're just going to ask God to speak to us about what I thought let's pray and ask God for the foyer the foyer okay so yeah you're looking at me crazily so confused I want us to pray and say would God say anything about our foyers they're the places where the gateway in the temple by the way in the the Old Testament is a very important part of, of, of the temple all right I'm guessing most of us walk through those doors particularly the back doors, and just walk in and think, oh, at least it's a little bit warmer in this bit. You know, or... I, I walked in, I thought it was very nice, it must have been redone since then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, alright, okay, well somebody's taken notice of our foyer. But I, I'm guessing for most of us, particularly if we come here every week though, I'm guessing if you came now every week for the next year, you'll just... notice that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I wonder, does God want to say something to us about the foyer? Okay, so I want you to do some kind of 
sort of creative so put yourself there you know just imagine yourself there take yourself into that place imagine yourself as a visitor sorry Andy just going to you know and what do you experience what does God want us to experience what does God want us to 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 know as we come through that door and you know so we're just going to just take a few moments and if if you feel there's a word or um, a phrase or a picture then we're going to share that Okay, and we're just learning to listen to God. And if you don't get anything, that's fine because I've given you a very bizarre and bonkers thing to do. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's fine. But I'm just trying to start with something that's reasonably safe because if you prophesy over the, the, the foyer and you get it wrong, nobody dies. All right, so it's okay, we're safe. All right, I'm not saying the prophecy is that dangerous, but you, you can sort of, you know, it can be, we can get into trouble sometimes. But to start. So we can just try, start with that, with some few minutes doing that, and then. Brian, then maybe if it's right, we'll share share those things as well. Yeah, thank you. So, Mr. I'm going to pray. We'll take a few minutes quiet, and then then we'll just see if God says anything. So, Lord, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. We ask boldly for you to come and speak to us. And I'm confident, Lord, that as we focus our attention on our foyers, the places where we just come in and out, the places that we maybe have not taken much notice of that you might speak to us and maybe speak to it. I'm confident you would speak to us in unison and that you would have something that we, we would, as we share, we, we hear from you as it all comes together. So we just take a moment now to listen to your voice so that we may grow in this gift <coughs> and we may grow in confidence and know that you speak to us. So pray, come Holy Spirit.